0: And Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co's here, Ryan. I'm so tired. <laughs> Aren't we all? And Scott? I'm just angry. Angry at the world.
1: No, I'm angry at
0: audio. Yeah, yeah. A little, little bit of a hiccup, as they say, and hopefully we can fix it.
1: Not, not in a polyhedron world, in another world. In another it's world. It's fine. It's a fine. A simulacra of this world. Indeed. <laughs> Quite.
0: Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I know hopefully everyone had a really great time with the interview last time. So, yeah. Ryan, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, Mr. William Nutt was great. We appreciate him coming on and talking to us about uh, all of that and his gaming experiences. It was a lot of fun. Um, but Scott, how's your gaming been? been
1: pretty good. Uh, we ran D and D, uh, last night as of this recording, which was super Ooh. fun. Uh, it was a little truncated session cause it was kind of the end of the chapter and, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, how to put it corporate bullshit. Yeah, Well, like the mechanics and our mechanics. Yeah, like, exactly. Basically, uh, we're we're at a point where all the players need to read an entire chapter of the ACK Inc. book and figure shit out. Because <laughs> we get a weird subclass. We a like, weird subclass. Fun. Like there's mechanics for running your business. And that's not entertaining to watch. And it's just easier for you all to read it.
2: Doesn't I mean I, I personally love watching people do taxes on camera.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was us towards the end. We were kept trying to like make jokes and start talking about stuff mm-hmm. because we were like, "Oh man, this is just us having to read like pages mm-hmm. of things, and we have to figure out what the hell we're doing."
1: Well, the way the adventure is set up is you you, you have a, you have a couple adventures as normal adventures before you actually have to start dealing with that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. uh, and, and we're they, a fat level three now.
1: You are a fat Ooh, level three.
0: You're real
2: people. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, yeah
0: with classes
2: but it
1: was fun uh vampires going good uh we finished the arc up and uh having to do some some work on that um so yeah gaming's been going good uh getting ready for in plain sight um
0: yeah dog i think we all have our characters by now yeah Mm -hmm. cool yeah so everyone over there uh expect an episode on that oh yeah absolutely much so ryan how has your gaming been
2: I thought you were going to skip me and I was going to be so mean
0: to you. No, no. Why would I skip you? You're my friend. Oh, um,
2: ga- gaming's been fine. i uh, been playing a lot of No Man's Sky because it's, it's, it's an internal role play. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> there's, there's thoughts going on. Um, I got Forest of Doors this weekend. Um, did we play D&D recently in any of our games? No. we. No, I did play a D&D game. I, the other D&D game that somehow has nothing to do with the people from this podcast uh, ran, and that was fun. I play an Artificer, and that's rad.
0: Have you seen the new Armorer? I've not. You should look it up. I'm going. You want to look up? You want to be Iron Man? You want to play Tony Stark? That's I how you do it. kind of do. Yeah, that's...
2: And then we are... Oh, yeah, we ran, we ran Star Wars on TV. Yeah, that's right. Star Wars. Star Wars. We got off the planet. You guys got off the planet.
1: Oh, boy, did we get off the planet? You
2: guys had an experience.
0: <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, we're slowly l- gathering the episodes for our Star Wars actual play. And it, Ryan has decided to really just punch us in the emotional, emotional face mm-hmm. there.
2: I mean, listen, dude. Like, you knew what was gonna happen. I knew, yeah. but I didn't know. You didn't. You didn't know how how horrifying I was going to describe the destruction <laughs> of an entire nope. star system.
0: Because in the movie, when that when the entire star system, like government, gets blown up, it's like mm-hmm. it's like two seconds. Yeah, they
2: kind of undersold it, right? <laughs> nah, y'all got to have like a two minute vision about how bad that was. Yeah. Uh and, yeah, you know, the universe screaming. Uh, I
0: have to think, Scott because of Star Wars. There was a moment where my character went, oh, oh, my mm-hmm. entire reality just shattered in front of me.
2: I was I was, you know, I couldn't be the one to do it. So I'm yeah, glad I know. Me, I'm glad Scott was the hate arm. Be yep. like, hey, your thoughts That's- and feelings crushed.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what he needed. Don't worry about it. That was perfect. Hey mm-hmm. man, your pi,
2: your, your is dead. <laughs> the guy who's in charge of but everything. I still have student
1: loads for some reason? Maybe
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude, Kreutz is mean.
1: Uh no the the true the true evil of the first order is, is that they do in fact use subprime uh mortgage, uh, subprime loan, student loans, consolidations. Uh so but they right bought the, a whole bunch of them yeah, they before they blew up everything all up. The, they bought up the whole system's debt before blowing it up. Monsters. I know.
0: They really. Yeah, uh, so for, for my gaming, I've kind of a mix between these, t- these two guys because I've been in Star Wars. I'm also in, uh, in D&D, but multiple D&D games. I'm actually having a real blast like doing all the gaming that I'm doing lately. Mm-hmm. It's super rad. Um, uh, so there's not much on my end other than just having a rad time. So let's go right into the news. Some news. Some more news, mm-hmm. what some would say. Even more news. Ryan, do you have any news for us?
2: you know i totally did but then i worked 11 and a half hours and i (laughs) forgot
0: what it was it's perfectly okay uh i've got a couple cool things uh we've got uh this is actually stuff that literally just came out today uh tales from the loop if anyone's familiar with that role-playing game Mm -hmm. um it's about kids very stranger things kids in the paranormal and stuff going on they're getting a tv show from Amazon. Oh, cool. Mm. They, they took the IP and they made a television show. It's going to be out in April, it looks like. That's the tentative date. That's interesting.
2: Um, that doesn't happen very often. Mm-mm. Nope. Because Tales from the Loop is 100% just a role-playing game, right? Yep. Like, yes, it I is.
1: I think so. I think there might be some... I don't know. I remember reading something that, it, that there might have been another piece of media uh, attached to it. Uh, but who knows? We'll see. But that, yeah, that it, does sound great. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a uh, it, yeah.
0: It's basically a role playing game. It was in, the art for the book was inspired by a particular. The book itself was inspired by a piece of art, mm-hmm. and the and the one after the book was developed, it's been made into a television show. So cool. Um, <laughs> that that and Critical Role, the only things I know. Oh, and then Vampire.
1: Yeah, Vampire. Well, <laughs> well we we haven't we haven't seen the 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 promised Netflix show no but uh, we
0: have the old uh, the ancient one.
1: Oh no we don't <laughs> it's not real it's a nightmare that was vampire
0: it was vampire kindred was, the embraced it was kindred of the embrace thank you i knew mm-hmm. it was the embrace <laughs> um uh, what about you scott any news
1: um let's see uh they announced star wars the high republic yep uh which is going to be comic books and novels i i believe is the 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 big push that we're getting there mm-hmm. and i'm intrigued i i'm I'm ready for some you know they they think they that they they sold it as uh jedi Knights of the round table. uh so it's going to be like high action and and high drama and and maybe not so much sith
2: hmm, maybe not I mean they were doing stuff, but mm-hmm. like probably being kind of quiet about the whole yeah. thing
1: yeah like nope. I give them. I give them two years before they do a Sith plot line.
0: Seems cool. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh some other news. Ooh, we're gonna get a Wookiee Jedi finally.
0: Yay. Yeah. Um, though I would have preferred if they did something in the future, but that's just me because you like and them. me both. Yep.
1: I mean, they already actually did something in the future. Uh Star Wars Legacy. Uh, it's a series of comic books uh, oh. set multiple hundreds of years after uh the battle of yeah of Endor. Yeah, but isn't that legends now? Yeah, that's I mean it's 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 not real anymore, but they did that's, do it. That's my problem. I want something that's canonical.
2: Yeah, I need some some canon that goes out beyond uh beyond the new trail. Yep.
0: Uh so in some other news. Uh they just dropped the first uh actual like play video of Baldur's Gate 3. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: I
0: watched it. I'm very it's excited. Rad.
3: I need, to,
1: I need to sit rad. down and watch it. I was, I was occupied. Yeah, uh, the first part of it is sort of a cinematic, sort of like
0: the intro character is cinematic, and then you pick your character, you finish the cinematic, and then you go into the action. So yeah. it is going it mm-hmm. looks like it's turn-based.
2: I really like Larian a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they are the superior tactical fantasy RPG people. Yeah, uh, I mean, the only thing I don't like about their their system, at least from Divinity, was the, the, just just so many clouds of stuff, mm. like mists and yeah. various AOE problems, and just like terrain effects that were just just everywhere and very hard to keep track of. Mm. So maybe hopefully they'll cut back on that just a touch for for good old fashioned durgins and durgins,
1: durgins and
0: durgins. Yep uh and some other news supposedly uh Hasbro has released a whole bunch of like financial figures and it seems that D&D has propped up that that company a little bit no shit yeah honest honest to god they have they have done very well D&D has done so well that it's actually boosted the rest of the uh, uh aspects of the company which is really great for role players of all straight, say, shapes and stripes as it were Hmm. Um. I'm trying to think, of what else? Um. Whole bunch of subclasses got released. Unearthed Arcana.
1: So I think this was like a like a uh well whatever they call their fan content. Um, DMs. Yeah, the DM's Guild. Yeah, uh, DM's Guild. I just saw this little cool thing about a new a Warlock subclass. Uh, that's like you have a baby fantasy creature of like great power, mm-hmm. and like you you gain your pact is with like an egg that you are yep. fostering and you get, you get like cosmic power off of this baby creature that you're, you're protecting and rearing.
0: Yeah. DM is Great for if you want any sort of like, I have a homebrew idea for this thing, but I don't know how to put it together. Dollars for done. somebody has already put it up on the DM skills.
1: A bit of news that I saw that was interesting was that they are uh, going to be releasing uh, fantasy grounds uh, for vampire, the masquerade fifth edition. Very cool. Uh, so get your tool set ready. Yep. Uh, I just, I about a day or so ago, I got my shipping notice for the fall of London book. Uh, so the actual physical book is on its way.
0: Yeah. That's super rad. Yeah. That's a cool book. That was a much it bigger book than I thought it was going to be. It
1: is very big and it's very weird and there's a lot of cool shit in it. And I, I'm gonna, I'm basically my plan for that is to, is to kind of run it as a pickup game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to whenever we, when whenever we can, and then I'll i I'll release it, you know, periodically. Yeah. Um because that's a weird one. But yeah, no, that that's cool. Once I get the physical book, I'll start thinking about that more.
0: Yep. No problem. Uh understood. All right. Uh anything else, any more news that we'd like to share with the populace? Um
1: <laughs> no. We're well, by the time this is released, we we will have had Super Tuesday. So gee, that was interesting uh yeah you're right yeah yeah, yeah. no i was the, I, you know what some things that things happened that i didn't expect and some things that had happened that i would expect happen so yeah, edge of my seat edge of my seat the whole time what a what a what a great display of democracy <laughs>
0: go bears <laughs> what whatever <laughs> okay bloomberg
1: <laughs> okay.
0: No. hey get out of here get out of here yeah, okay. but anyways, we're gonna go straight on to the topic this game because uh, we've had a lot of interviews lately, so we're gonna go back to something that we uh, that is tried and true that we love here at Polyhedron, which is Trinity.
2: We're looking to a bright future, the tr- <laughs> future
3: Indeed.
0: with with, with uh, was it hope, unity, and sacrifice. Sacrifice, yes.
2: Oh man,
0: mm-hmm. Oh man, I hate that last part.
2: Doing stuff.
0: Yeah, so what we're, since uh, if patrons are aware of this, but if you're not a patron, I'll let you know what's going on, is as of the release of this episode, we have finished our Aeon actual play. Uh, We recorded this well over a year ago, and we finally have now released the last of it. And when we were playing that, we didn't have the finished books. Uh, We had all of our like release manuscripts and some of the edits on it, but we did not actually have the actual book books that we do now. And we've had time to look over him and re-examine it. And we're going to basically kind of go into our deep dive with the official books, with the actual official content that we have now. Um, and
1: um, I like to say overall, I enjoy it. I think it's good. Yeah, no, I am. I am very pleased uh, with the physical book. I'm, I'm flipping through it now. Yeah. Uh, the layouts definitely do help it in terms of digestibility. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like having having the book laid out the way it's supposed to be, as opposed to just raw text and and kind of uh, you know formatted unformatted tables. Right. Um, yeah. They did do some nice errata uh, on it. Yeah, we'll uh, get that in a little bit. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Some things that they fixed. Uh, but uh, so now that I have really absorbed it and run it for a bit, I, I have some some thoughts on the setting that I'd like to share before, before you two grognards get your... Uh, sure. We get can, your, we can get do that. Get your mechanical numbers uh, out. Just, just before
0: you get into that, um, just to let everyone know,
1: they're pretty much stock
0: standard role-playing books of high quality. Oh, yeah. However, they are like half the size of what you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. They're, they're I mean, tiny and cute. Yeah, they're a lot smaller than I expected, which is fine. That actually makes them very, much more yep. portable and they, they, they fit more nicely in your hand.
1: Yeah, they're compact, but they're still laid out very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is unbelievable. Yep, uh, I really, really love art. the art, especially in the Trinity book. Yeah, And the I'm sorry, in the Aeon book. Yeah, I'm still getting used to the terminology just yeah. because
0: Trinity Continuum.
1: It, it changed and then yep. it changed again, and yep. now it's back to what it was, but not really. <laughs> so I'm For old dearest. like change. Oh yes, dear listener, dear, dearest listeners, I have a, an admission to make. Uh, as of this podcast, I am now 40. Ooh. So, old has set in officially. Uh, yep. so you know, I'm I, I I might, I don't know, maybe some racism will come out. I don't know, that's what happened, uh, man. I sure hope not. I hope not. There, yeah, I hope not. But you know, Scott, we, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to lose what we have. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I'm just looking at evidence. Um, those, oh no, no,
2: Are not on destroying me. Just, you with facts and logic.
1: Just oh, yeah, exactly. I'm destroying your libtard cuck. I'm sorry. What oh, the fuck? What? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, but no, anyway. So yeah, so the setting uh, is really, really good. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before. How they updated it, made it more in line with with the forward-thinking ideals uh that were present in the first edition Mm -hmm. uh but they really kicked it up a notch um in terms of bringing this setting into our future now uh you know acknowledging some things and and giving some representation and just really making this sort of a bright hopeful future that is even more bright and hopeful than it used to be yeah um that being said there are a couple of things that kind of, kind of perplex me, um, and I'm I'm not sure uh, exactly how to how to start phrasing it. Uh, but I'll just go ahead and and talk about the one that really kind of gets to me. Uh, is that there is a thing that happens with the teleport the telepathy uh, proxy, uh, Rebecca Baylou, that really has me scratching my head. Because, on the one hand, they make her explicitly queer, uh, which none of the proxies were queer before, which I like. I'm good, yay, queer queer representation that's fantastic. They mentioned that she has a wife, um, but she also does a war crime.
3: <laughs>
1: um, hey. yeah, that's equality all right <laughs> yeah, that's, that, yeah, well, actually, that is actually it, that's the factor that that really pushes that into uh the bad part because. None of the other proxies do a war crime. Um, she basically, in in, in the uh, in the backstory in the lore, uh, while she was rising to power, there was basically a Chinese uh, communist militant atheist faction that was, was rising through China and and uh, really doing some anti religious uh, bigotry uh, bordering on terrorism. And it was becoming a huge cultural issue amongst China and sort of how they were bringing themselves into the future. And it became a serious issue uh, up until the point where the telepathy proxy decided to just make it not an issue anymore and completely reconditioned all of their brains. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, So I have a number of problems with this. Uh, First of all, why did it have to be the atheists? Uh, why couldn't it just be like, you know, hardcore communists? Uh, second of all, that's gross. It's a really, really awful like, thing to do. That's yeah. really, really awful. And she essentially gets away with it. The other proxies don't seem to have a problem with it. Um, like it's, that's it's the, of,
0: it's the broad scopes perspective that mm-hmm.
1: can mire you in some moral quandaries. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just that that really has me scratching my head uh because i I consider that a flat out war crime, uh even if these guys were bad and they, yeah in in the lore yes, these were bad guys, they were be you know acting in bad faith, being very bigoted uh and violent uh which once again scratching my head being an atheist i 'm like, why'd you have to make the violent terrorist terrorist atheist as opposed to any other sort of motivation for it um yeah, so it's really weird, and the fact that they have the one like one of the one proxy who is confirmed to be queer be the one that does the most morally questionable act. No, yeah. um, that I mean, if you want to if you want to talk old school sci fi, uh, Baron Harkonnen from Dune. Mm-hmm. That is probably the biggest issue in, in sort of a social justice sense with the 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 Dune series is that the big villain is you know a, a big you know diseased pedophile boy fucker mm-hmm. uh and you know i know a number of people who uh you know are queer and that turned them off yeah. uh, from dune because you know bad guy bad guy was queer coded and yeah no that sucks i will i will fully admit that that sucks so to have to see them kind of do that in aeon is actually a little bit disappointing um it is a weird choice it's a very weird choice uh and and you know uh i in some respects
0: and this is not to defend them because uh i totally respect that perspective Mm -hmm. on it is that it's also the only proxy that could do something like that and potentially get away with it because it's so that
1: that doesn't make it better
0: no no i'm not saying it's good and i'm saying it's right i'm just saying it, it's the same issue that I noticed a lot in Dungeons and the Dragons, and this is mm-hmm. related, I promise. Is mm-hmm. they've removed a lot of the enchantment stuff, mm-hmm. the stuff that messes with people's heads and emotions from D and D, and they put a lot of more safeguards in in written into the mechanics to keep them more to keep them from being as abusive as they used to be back in the day. And mm-hmm. that just made me think when you're thinking about this is like telepathy and having the, Mind control in the game uh-huh. of Aeon is extremely. Um, you, has to come, you have to come with it at a, a come co- correct when you deal with it.
2: Well, it yeah, would have been. I, I think it probably would have just been more interesting if not the queer-coded proxy did it, but maybe like some asshole used it that way, or yeah, was like, threatening to use it that way. Mm-hmm. And no, but they
1: make they make it pretty clear that it was her. Oh, oh uh, I know.
2: I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to present, like the weird ethical dilemma of mm-hmm. that power set like there are easy ways to do that like and he, it's
1: it's it's not so much that like she got away with it because people know i mean at the very least uh Othanos the the Clarissens' proxy absolutely knows well i mean uh, and yeah. it, it was but it, it was a major like political movement that just suddenly sh- basically shut off just went away and there's there's no real there's no way that I think anyone knows that that's not a thing, and the fact that like they didn't really go into like and then there was a huge backlash, it was like no this this was a thing that was seen as a good thing, uh, which kind of goes into my other big issue with the setting, uh, which is what was done to the Norsa. Oh, yeah, I we, believe this is something I've discussed before. Yeah, like um, kind of the eco terrorists. Yeah, and I, like they went from being a drug cartel that self reformed. And pushed for uh, pushed for uh, widespread legalization of recreational drugs, uh, and you know the the integration of uh, the sort of the 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 underworld drug uh, drug uh, markets into mainstream society. That was what they were in the first edition. Um, which you know what I'm I'm yes drug cartels are terrible, but that's a very cool way of presenting that. And they basically completely rewrote that into making them uh, eco-terrorists who made good somehow. And you know what? I don't think that's better. Like from a moral standpoint. I mean,
0: well, hmm, that's, that's a sticky wicket in it is a because, sticky wicket. because it's, Oh, you were reformed drug cartels. Drug cartels are extremely problematic and dangerous. And there's at least some measure of empathy you can have with an, "Quote unquote eco terrorists," because they're nominally doing it for the for the health of the planet, true, which everyone lives on.
1: Yeah, when I just
0: eco terrorists.
2: Like, did they go into description of the kind of shit they did, or
1: not particularly? I mean, they they they. I mean, they they definitely did some you know sabotaging, and uh, I I don't think they were like eco Al Qaeda. Um, yeah, but they were you know they did identify them as terrorists i mean, um, I mean if they're just I,
2: putting their nutsack on ExxonMobil's face i don't
1: No, they blew yeah. shit up and, and and hurt people um and like,
0: and and i again i i kind of can see that because if you m- to go with the line of their reformed very large reform quote-unquote reformed um drug cartel it it's in inter- a the reform is internal not external a, they're promoting f- promoting recreational drugs to le- be legalized, which therefore they already have kind of a monopoly on, or some sort of controlling interest in, which means they get money and power and influence legally, but they don't actually answer for any of their crimes.
1: Um, I mean, I will say that the story that they tell in the in the Norsa uh, first edition uh, book is is a pretty detailed and nuanced one. Um. Because they also, at the same time, using like advanced biotech, uh, start mitigating the health problems of these drugs, mm-hmm. uh, making them uh, le- um, far less addictive, um, and and basically making making them the, he- the 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 sort of the healthy alternative to the shit that we have today. But- and and they did they did work with in first edition they were they basically side worked with governments to hedge out the violent cartels mm-hmm. um so i think it's a it, it is definitely a very nuanced picture of them um and you know that where they came from is not necessarily where, where they ended up but i i just don't like that generally because it, it's basically a personal political issue because you know i think i personally think that drug uh, the drug war and the illegalization of drugs has done far more harm than good uh, and I liked that in my sci-fi. That something like some one of my personal political beliefs was was well well represented. Uh, <laughs> vindication? And, well, not so much vindication. It's just like, yeah, you know, the world would be better if we did stuff like yeah. This.
0: And, and I understand the personal belief on that. Um, as for what I would I prefer, as far as the two narratives, for where they're going with the setting, because we obviously talked about this at length that the setting has been cleaned up a bit. Mm-hmm. Like they have removed a lot of the darker the darker shadows of the setting mm-hmm. and and did away with them and so I see why the echo eco terrorist angle was that because it's less nuanced it's yeah. less it's less it's less detailed and it's more easier for people to instantly grasp and go, "Oh, they did bad things, but they're not they were never really quote unquote bad guys they were not bad people doing bad things they were trying to do they just try to do good things but they just happen to do it in bad ways um i like nuance I, trust me i do too i have my own issues
1: with the setting and i bet when we talk about aberrant oh yeah no, we're, gonna have, we're, we're gonna have a conversation about talked about that um yeah no but that's generally the issue with the setting the two issues with the setting that i have is sort of the updates uh and you know what uh when i run my games then i'm gonna fix those yeah uh, well, <laughs> you know, they're they're gonna be you know Definitely patched in, and that's okay because it's a continuum, and your game is as valid as any other game. Yep. Uh, or the real, or the official canon. It's yep. just, it, it's. I'm as torn up and like upset as I am because everything else in the book is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like clearly some people made some decisions uh, that that I like super don't agree with, but. Everything else they did was amazing. So it, it's just kind of that that that's that thorn in my side essentially of this. This is such a great book. It does a lot of really good things, but those two things really it's because stick it's out.
0: so it because it's it feels so good, the, mm. the issues are more glaring. That's exactly you. right. Um as for the setting in my my mind, I think they've done a great job. I love the story of Nippon, what's mm-hmm. going on when Japan and sort of the issues that that in the secret chapter, which I really like that they have an entire chapter of. Oh, yeah, that's here are fantastic. are some setting secrets, guys. This is some serious deep lore stuff that you want to spl- sprinkle into your game if you want to do it. Um, also, really enjoy that they talk a lot about Oceana, like, mm-hmm. undersea nations, and, like, dealing with, and obviously, you're going to get Mars. you're going to get the, uh, sort of, the belt and, sort of, the other planets. But they, they've, it that they've added all of that into the base book is really nice to me. Um, they definitely put a lot of flavor in there so that you can be from anywhere you, in human space that you want to be from mm-hmm. and have a great grand old time
1: yeah it's really cool i'm 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 i love it i love 98 percent of what they did yep um which is cool it's a great book right setting uh it really brings it forward into the uh into the 2020s now now we're we're doing it yep Pretty much. Uh, and so, yeah, no, this is, this is still my favorite role-playing game. Definitely my favorite sci-fi role-playing game of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I am bully for it.
0: What about you, Ryan? You got anything to say about the setting?
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, as a general, I, I, I haven't read it. I didn't read right. the whole thing. I generally like it. I think it's neat.
1: Mm-hmm. I like I mean, it's, it. It's neat. It, it's incredibly versatile. You can do all sorts of things with it mm-hmm. uh, in the sci-fi realm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very, cool.
2: very good setting for, you know, whatever you want to do. If you need to do your cyberpunks, you got your cyberpunks in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You need to do your space opera. You got your space operas in there. If you want to do your Inglorious Bastards, you've got your Bastards, Bastards. in there.
0: Bastards, if you want to play your shadow run, you can totally do shadow Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually another thing that uh, it wasn't until this edition of the setting that I really realized maybe just because I was I'm more mm-hmm. mature person when this came out and everything of realizing that different parts of the world of Earth are different genres of science fiction, mm-hmm. and that you can play around with all of that if you want. Like if you want to be do Shadowrun dystopia, be from the Federated uh, United Federated States.
1: Uh, or china or whatnot or or
0: china to another degree if you want to be like the big brother version of that like do you want the government version or the corporate version
1: yeah well yeah well do you you want left authoritarian left or authoritarian right yeah
0: great exactly um but Uh, if you want to play like wasteland stuff you can you there's stuff in australia as well as in middle of europe Mm-hmm. That you can do. Do you want to more more and in, like a,
1: and in and in the Americas as well and
0: Americas as well. Um, do you want to play? Obviously, as Ryan said, you got your space opera, so you can
3: do stuff mm-hmm. in
0: orbit. You can do stuff on the moon, Mars, everything out there. You got plenty of monsters to just throw out the PCs. You got aliens. It's, yeah, got it's aliens. Very, very robust, and I yeah. love it. Um, and I think that's a that's what, something I would definitely suggest with if you're thinking about running Aeon specifically that time period think of what kind of science fiction you really want to hit because the setting can be a little overwhelming trying mm-hmm. to take all of it in all at once but it's more interesting if you look at the little pieces of it and you see that it's just trying to emulate certain aspects of the the, the menagerie of science fiction
1: yeah if you're if you're start, if you're thinking of like running a small game like a short game i would i would suggest pick a genre pick a pick a slice of the setting and like just go ham on it yeah uh, because the, it absolutely can do that like longer running campaigns i think benefit from the genre hopping uh, mm-hmm. aspect of it uh you can you can mix things up and keep things fresh uh in a longer running campaign because there's just so much to do um which is what i fully intend to do um but yeah no it's very good
0: yeah. All right. So I guess we can move on a little bit more to the mechanical end of things. Yeah. Um, if we haven't really talked about it in too much detail before, in general, the, it's the story path system. Um, mm-hmm. So you get yourself stats, um, you have dots and you have skills. And how you make your character is you kind of go through a very quick, like, I want my origin to be this. I want my my role to be this, this is sort of the thing I do in my life. And then what my society, which is how do I connect with the, with the larger world and all this stuff gives you access to like certain skills and that you could put dots in and certain edges, which are basically merits and flaws Mm -hmm. from like almost any other system or anything else that would give you little quirky things that your character has access to be that genetic modification, be that money, be that context and influence, anything like that. Um, and in general, you roll those, you put those dice together, you roll it, and you always, if you're of tier one or two, you want the target number is eight or higher, and that's a success. The brutal, brutal and, number. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to mention that. Since our playthrough, I, I was deeply impressed of how much there's a difference between playing someone who has a tier, who's tier one and two versus tier three, which is your target number is eight versus target number seven. Mm-hmm. Just how big that feels.
2: Yeah, I played a regular, I played a fifth head vampire game recently, and that was a, I was just shocked
0: Yeah. The difference. Because oh, that was six plus, right?
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, no, I mean, that, that is definitely one of the dials that, that is very important to, to tune and turn when you have uh, like a dice pool system. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and- target number, it's so, it's like earth shaking.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's great because, like I said, it's a dial you can turn. So you, ha- when you have powers, like either either you can you have a lower target number just inherently, or whenever you guys were able to pull off uh, a power or a or skill, a skill trick. trick, or something that modified your target number, that's when it was real. Yeah, like that's that's when like the 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 difference was stark, and you guys wanted to pull those things off, um, which was cool.
0: Um, so one of the things that since we're talking about that, that they definitely introduced besides the manipulation of target number uh, of the dice you're rolling, um, there's not a lot of things in the system to add more dice. There just isn't. There's not even and like willpower. Is
2: appreciated.
0: Yeah. They, that's all momentum. And, and one of the rules that they changed from the original document, the, the preview manuscript to the official book is um, you, the momentum pool starts at, at equal to the number of players on the board. So. If you have three players, you have three momentum to start with. So everyone, there's always, there's already gas ready to go because normally you can only get momentum if you fail rolls. Um, if you do things they are basically called, they're called setbacks and you can get part of the what you think is you may have failed a role that you really want to succeed on, but the group gets a, a a little chip to say, okay, later on you can add dice and you can do cool things. You have a greater chance of doing cool things later on.
2: And it it definitely makes a difference mm-hmm. We we've, we've landed into a bunch of situations where using momentum definitely pushed us over the edge because
3: mm-hmm.
2: one of the things that has really I'd say I mean okay, exalted had it, but just the the currency being raw successes instead of instead of you know rolled successes in terms of how powers work and what stuff does for you. it gives you raw success instead of making you know. Extra dice, which I'll take that any day of the week.
0: Yeah, the system also runs off the idea of the number of successes you generate basically becomes a currency you can spend into doing things. They call them stunts in the system, which is really useful. It, it, It handles almost every aspect of the system involves it this currency in some way. Um, sometimes it could be like, oh, I do something. I spend some successes to do it faster, or I do it at, with to a greater degree. Uh, like in combat, I can do more damage, or I can get a critical, or I can like disarm the opponent. And you you have a lot of variety of flexibility if you get enough
3: successes. Oh yeah,
2: I have something I forgot. We did we we, we jumped right past it. I hate pads. <laughs>
0: I, don't,
2: like, I don't like them at all as like a way to make a character. I I think that they have too much they control you too much and sometimes lead to situations where, like, oh, I'm sorry, are we not playing the type of game where this would come up? Well, oops. (laughs) I mean, obviously, in a longer running game, you have to make it. You make it work, right? But, I don't know. I just feel like just way, way, way too much is tied up in in your paths.
3: Mm -hmm. And,
2: like, I'm sure, I think it's, like, mildly like more efficient like you get like an extra bonus
0: experience or something if you purchase path levels
3: mm-hmm. yeah
0: there's 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 that is, there is one criticism i bonus. have with some of the xp system Yeah, go ahead sorry i like the
2: flat costed experience i i very much prefer it uh but yeah i mean it's like well you could go up a level in your path or
0: <laughs> you could go mm-hmm. up a yeah, 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 you, could just you can more nuance it. I, I do wish there was a bigger discount for if you went up your path and what you get because it's saying, "Oh, I cannot get what I like absolutely I want, but by sacrificing the measure of that control, I get a discount overall for the amount of stuff no, I get." I think
2: the argument would be that you going up in your path means that your your ripple in yep. that sphere, your contacts that you have because mm-hmm. all of them are technically supposed to also like paths in all story pad systems are supposed to net you contacts like you're always supposed to have contacts directly yeah. associated with your paths and they're supposed to get either better or more numerous with your paths Correct. going up, which is cool. But I mean, it just a lot. It, it, it's called the story pad system, I guess. I, you know, mm-hmm. fuck me, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> what was I expecting? But. I don't know, man. I just, there was a lot of it. Also, the, I mean, this was more from side. I actually have not read about invoking, invoking the path in, mm-hmm. you know, yep. in Aeon. But it, it, it's it's a little muddled. I'm yeah,
0: sure better, I, than, I can I can respect life. that perspective. I mean, if you want more control over your character, it feels like you have less control over your character. And like, the, dude. the nuances you want.
3: I
2: mean, I never, I never mind anything that like, could bump you in a direction here and there, like give you a little bit of a, a through line like if it were just half as important as it was you know i'd love it but well i think
1: think it's definitely important in character creation um and it probably comes up more like you said it probably comes up more uh, in in longer campaigns that that have a bit more of a of a wide-ranging focus but eh, i i don't seriously have much of a problem with it i I think it's a useful tool but mm, i think i can i guess i can see where you're coming from
2: also it, it just yeah making I, I don't know anything where your character choices get like narrowed down to where like oh i have a character concept and i like this concept but none of the pa- like you have to make shit up like basically mm-hmm. it's like
3: yeah.
1: well you- they also i mean they also have um you know pretty pretty decent rules for making your own path
2: yeah Okay. Did they include because we didn't oh, yeah. have the, that rule set?
1: Uh, no, they've been. It's it's been in there since the the previews came out. They're in there. They're just they were. It, it suffered from the layout issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah, is right. really. This is kind of hard to understand based on the way it's laid out. But there there are rules for making your own path. Yeah. See, that's
2: that's what. You, okay. Well, that. Well, shut. I shut. I'll shut up then. Because <laughs> if there's like clear and easy rules for making your own path. Fuck it, yeah, that's
0: yeah. Fine. You pick, you basically you pick you pick the general like descriptor, then you pick a number of skills that you have access to, and then you pick a number of. If edges. I just get to
2: pick everything, that's what I want. Yeah, you <laughs> like, yeah. basically, you if I get to pick, them pick them everything edges. and say what it means. That's that's yeah, the, the character creation. The I ask the, for. the
1: origin and role paths in the book are basically examples. Yeah, uh, and, and but they do have yeah they have rules for, it, for it, how you do it. it. Me and Ryan have talked about
0: this before. It's it's like backgrounds in D anD. d It's there to guide a new player to deal with this, but they're like, no, if you don't want to do this, you can just here, pick some skills, pick some things. Yeah. It's like pick pick two skills,
2: pick a proficiency. Shut up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So they do add a lot of customization. Now they do some stuff in the system that because we have played it and because I've experienced it are very interesting. So specialties no longer do the dry tradition, like old white wolf thing of they add dice, Mm -hmm. a specialty, if you define a specialty in a skill, if you have other use other skills and you go, hey, hey, I I have the specialty in this other skill that I'm good at. Can I add a dice to that role? Hmm. It does not add directly to the the if the specialty is tied to a skill, it doesn't add to that skill. It adds to other skills. That's
1: really That's interesting. It's not sure how I like it.
0: Yeah, it, it read me the wrong way because I'm like, you mean really? You mean, oh. That is
2: it, un- unintuitive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now that could be just because we're older, we're older role players and we're more used to the traditional way of doing it, but it's, it no longer adds enhancement. It, oh no, that's right. It adds enhancement based on the skill to mm-hmm. the other skill um, that you're using. So if you're like, Oh, I'm really good at guns. Like I have, especially in rifles and I want to like do an investigation role about a gun. I found that happens to be a rifle. I'll get bonuses. Because my character is got these basically lets you cross pollinate skills. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's I mean, that's kind of the uh, the main crux of the story path system anyway, mm-hmm. because long like there are very few um, skill attribute combinations that are set in stone. Yeah. Because yeah. Anyone who's coming from the old school of the dice pool D10 games like that. Family mm-hmm. is used to the no. That's what the like this role to, you do this role to do this and that is what you use. Like that's what the book says. But in this, it's like sell me. Like sell yeah. me why this attribute you can you you can tough. I don't know tough computers. If you hit someone with a circle.
0: Certain- yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tough computers are gonna hit this dude with a keyboard.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you're you don't pass out at the gaming cafe. <laughs> like. And you don't die of dehydration from MMOing too
3: long of <laughs>
2: computers.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of which, that's my other little issue. I actually don't like that um, your resistant traits are your, um, uh, you use for defense. It. It's narrative in my head doesn't seem right. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to move out of the way of this guy hitting me. All right, roll, 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 t- roll of uh, uh, stamina it like, was it, it
2: does um sort of water you down a little because yeah. if you can use your, it's like you always just get the best one, so
0: yeah I get why that is its just it was just one of those things that I've noticed it was well it's
2: so so what's what's kind of going on is that they kind of it's like in d and d where everyone has to be good at fighting, yeah, right <laughs> It's the same thing, like well, there's going to be a fight. And you don't want people to get sad because they are Braino. Yep. So they got to have something.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't mind. It does make more people more versatile in a combat or defensive in a combat situation. But which to, be, to be
2: completely fair, though, like in our bastards game, anyone who listens to that knows it's like the gulf between, let's say, Matt and myself are leagues. And like when you get down to like the raw, like what a person can do the resistance isn't as big of a deal as like the output.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely something in the system is like expect to get hit. Like very rarely did we ever roll well enough or they rolled poorly enough that we did not get hit in combat.
2: Yeah. Mostly it's about accruing and accruing soft, ar- uh, not soft armor, but uh, a hard armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the system is foam focused on basically. Oh, okay. Quick, quick summary. Hard armor, soft armor, hard armor is literally free health levels. It is used Mm to represent cover, armor, Uh Um, magic—basically anything that can get destroyed utterly. Yeah. Whereas soft armor represents some sort of—it's—it's a little trickier in that it just—it's like you're just harder to hurt.
0: Mm -hmm. It's it's damage mitigation. It's more like damage mitigation than damage a blade of damage.
2: Yeah, it's making it harder to literally spend successes to cause a wound. Yeah. Meaning that if you have a high enough soft armor and someone actually clocks you, if you don't generate enough success to meet that value, say they have a three, so they would need like three (laughs) to hurt you, they have to spend that three successes some other way, which can be stunts, which is like knocking you backwards, knocking you down, helping their friend, uh, just creating a complication for you. Complications, the most Ill, one of the more ill-defined issues in that system that makes it varied. Sometimes, I'm sure, Scott had a great time with complications.
1: Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, complications are really interesting. Uh, it's just, it, yeah, it, there's all sorts of fiddly bits that you can, you can deal. Um, from, from having been the guy that ran the game, uh, I think the most glaring thing um, that really jumps out at me is that there is sort of a discrepancy in the way some of the powers work Mm -hmm. uh, and the way that the antagonists are statted out. Mm. Uh, Because uh, basically all the powers are written under the assumption that you're using on someone with PC stats. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah,, but quite. the antagonists do not have PC stats. Nope. They have a different set of stats that 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 are not that are not analogous to what a PC stat would be. So you know, if you have a power that says the difficulty is your opponent opponent's stamina, no aberrant in this book, dear listeners, I'm holding up that you can't see. No, none of the aberrants, aliens, bad guys, whatever in this book. Uh, you know, basically something other than a human that you can stat up has stamina. They have different levels of pools, and I've looked through the book, and I might be missing it, but there's nothing that says there's no conversion text. Yeah uh that yep. says you know if if you're using this then use that we
2: kind of ran that, into that when i was started to when i got temperature extremes yeah, as yeah. my as my that, well, that
1: actually was that was less of an issue than uh linda's character's uh insta- i kill you power insta- yeah. power. yeah because that, that one be like yeah her powers directly went off uh, like in- interfaced with stamina a lot uh and yeah, that guys don't have rough. stamina
2: I think mine was a stamina save. Like you have to like yeah. save, like roll against my. Yeah,
0: yours was to get to mitigate some of the damage you were taking by rolling mm-hmm. the stamina.
2: Which, yeah, like, yeah, that t- that power was was insane. Like I'm sure it was meant to be, but mm-hmm. you know,
0: well, yeah, it's but- one of literally the most powerful effects in the game. Is it, I just remove the threat. Mm-hmm. Like if I pull well, yeah, the power well, off. It's just gone.
1: Yeah, but it was that was hard to adjudicate, and I think i i think that's probably my biggest gripe about the system is that disconnect because Mm. that makes it that that made it hard to run that disconnect made it hard to run when powers or you know skill tricks or whatever had that sort of assumption of now but now that we have the aberrant book i can just make aberrants (laughs) if (laughs) If you really feel like it yes yes uh, that, that that fixes that, but it doesn't fix it for, like, aliens and stuff. You know, the, the, also, the issue is the whole point
0: of the antagonist stats, the way they are, they're supposed to be fast to run. They are. Like, like they're not supposed to be fiddly because you having to stat out, unless it's the big bad or one of the few mm-hmm. big bads in the game, you're not going to want to do that every nope. time because that's annoying to do.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's probably, like, the biggest mechanical gripe that I have. Um, and maybe that'll get addressed one day a I, I conversion I, a free conversion table or
0: some some suggestions would be really nice
1: yeah I, I i i've been thinking about reaching out uh about that or looking through the forums to see if someone's mentioned that yeah um because that's a fuck yeah um another aspect of the system that
0: uh is handled in trinity continuum and obviously is affected in aeon is the concept of scale oh yeah and and Dear listeners, you will hear a lot about this later on when we get into Aberrant because it does not come up very often in Aeon or Trinity. Uh,
1: It it does when you're fighting Aberrants.
0: It does, but not to the extent, nowhere near to the extent of what's going on in Aberrant. But scale is an aspect of, which is a really cool idea. It's a very great idea. I like it. It just says, if you're fighting something that is a bigger scale in that arena to you, they are going to have inherent bonuses compared to you. Just because... You outreading a cheetah, there's no, almost no contest, right? Mm-hmm. they big. And it, it's not that they have bigger stats. It's that they are just inherently built to do that better than you are. Yep. Which I like. It makes it keeps the numbers from getting inflated.
1: Yeah. I mean, it basically means anything that gives you a scale boost uh, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big deal in the system, and you want it. Uh, cause you know, you guys definitely used a lot of scale to your advantage, yep. uh, and, 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 and mopping up little boys. And when I had a, when I had a big bad that had scale on you, that was a thing. Yep.
2: Yeah. We uh, had to figure out ways to, you know, get it.
0: Mm-hmm. And we got very good at uh, definitely towards the last fight, which is what kind of ends mm-hmm. our big arc mm-hmm. is we definitely got really good at understanding, like how to take people out and Linda's character because she had one of the most v- brutal powers in the game which is I kill you um I there is no there is no uh, health levels I have to deal with I you just go away um we everything sort of started getting centered around her letting her do that and yeah. making oh, sure that's, she could do th- that.
1: That's another issue with that power is that if that power doesn't work entirely but but work some what it says it does in the book doesn't apply to to dudes <laughs> like the bad, to, to bad guys. I just like, they don't have, they don't have, they have a health track. They don't take injury conditions. Yep. It doesn't work that way. I,
0: yeah, I know yeah. audience. It sounds like we're just kind of griping all about the little things. And, but this is where we're doing this is because yeah. we see that these issues are, we don't it's not that we hate the game or we've yeah. never played this game again we're like no we really no, like it i'm going
2: to play this game again There's oh yeah <laughs> undoubtedly
1: these are the pebbles in our shoes these but are we possible. know
2: how to fix but you see mm. you know part of what we do is you know we find the problems we fix the problems mm-hmm. yeah and um, we know what to avoid
0: yeah um one of the things they fixed that absolutely adored and scott <laughs> oh, had no end of of horror to deal with so <laughs> in the original manuscript um Carsentiens and one of their very, very basic powers is they can go, hey, look, I can give myself a whole bunch of quote unquote soft armor. It wasn't Jesus. actually soft armor because it wasn't called that. It just made it harder for him to hurt me like soft armor. So, but with the right like networking of scions, I was at the last fight, was rocking like a quote unquote soft armor of like 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Basically impossible to harm.
0: It, actually impossible harm because he couldn't he had power to say your soft armor doesn't apply. But I was like, no, no, no. This well, isn't actually soft it, armor. It, it just was hard include- to
1: hurt you. It was hard to hurt you by shooting you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or like punching you or throwing you around. I could give you cancer. Yes. Yeah. And and that's actually but but that's
0: actually a, that was a problem. We all know immediately when I started doing it. You we oh, yeah. all acknowledge like this is an issue because you started to only be able to affect the field in mm-hmm. one particular way against me, which yep. got very boring.
1: Yeah. Like, well, actually that's not it wasn't, interesting. It wasn't super boring because there are actually plenty of tricks in the book that I could pull out to, to mess with you. Um, and, and I, 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 I never got super bored with it, but I do acknowledge that was a problem. And yep. the way they fixed it is they basically rolled that power into giving you a pretty decent defense. Yes. Uh, which that it, it makes you harder to hurt because it makes you harder to hit
0: yes and i 100 percent agree with that power it's a really cool power it just says add your side to your defense whenever you get your defense that's great that it, it's very all or nothing because it means if you do get hit you're gonna go splat mm-hmm. but it means if you do but most of the time you're just not gonna get hit
1: yeah um, i mean which, some something with a couple points of scale on you can probably would, would definitely mitigate that out pretty good um it, it yeah no it's a thing
0: yeah so they definitely cleaned some of the 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 power mm-hmm. up uh, I definitely appreciate that um but there is there is some a lot more clarification that I'd mm-hmm. like to see in the rule set as far as how powers interact and especially interact with each other um yeah, uh,
1: yeah I think that they definitely like i think we definitely saw in our playthrough uh how awesome power linking was mm-hmm. yes i mean you you guys took that great great advantage of that and it really shows how. A team of Scions with diverse aptitudes can really pull off some nasty bullshit. And
2: yeah. honestly, like we weren't even like, if you want to get down to what's the optimal configuration, mm-hmm. we weren't.
1: No, no, oh, no, no. A telepath in your group would have uh would have done some shit.
2: And then uh like I was for the most like my contribution to the link was shitty. Yeah. Because it only yeah, was yeah. We were trying to affect inanimate things. But when people poured into me.
0: Oh yeah. It was very bad. And I think that maybe <laughs> some of the balancing
1: factor in that is that you personally can can be a brick shit house and bring a lot of pain.
2: Yeah, I didn't need to get any like I didn't need to be like you and
1: know. then I make my, all my friends super awesome murder ha- murder monsters. Like no, you're you're the murder monster. You become a better murder monster when they channel their powers through you, dude. And if we had a cl- did, telepath
0: right? and a cl- me and the telepath in that party, mm-hmm. oh my god. Well,
2: there was a portion. Okay, so to give an idea, listeners, the you know, if I'm sorry by now, if you haven't, I I highly doubt if you're you're gonna you know go back and listen to the entirety of Aeon, and it won't really matter anyway. There was a point where. Uh, Matt and I role played out like we were just sitting on lawn chairs or the equivalent. Yep. He was target spotting for me and I was tactical, like just killing things from like, half the continent away. Yep. Yeah. Because that's how stupid power linking
3: is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well we were also Scott and rightly so for this Aeon adventure, he gave us more XP. He made us experience scions. So we walked in with 4
1: So yeah. we're no push We we are capable scions. You you were absolutely super soldiers. Uh and you were you were there to kick ass. Uh and, and- and th- that power system is great. I mean, it really does. It 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 makes it sort of it sort of corrects the gap that first edition did because especially once, once the first edition aberrant book came out, yeah, the disparity between scions and novas was almost overwhelming. Yep, uh, they had to put in uh, they had to put in a little caveat in the in the in the Aeon players guide. Uh, that gave scions a leg up that allowed them to to kind of compete with with Nova's um, but core books nuh uh this a team of scions can take down a pretty beefy aberrant. Yep.
0: Even like, even a moderator only if they were mm-hmm. like side two and threes, mm-hmm. if they all really focus and they know what they want to do and the and the, and the aberrant is fairly like middling power. Yeah. Well, they'll I they'll think, probably be okay. They'll probably think, can do it.
1: I think that's a huge strength, particularly for a role-playing game where your standard unit is a is a group of diversely ab- abled uh, people. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's 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 your standard RPG party is you know a a, gr- a small group of people that have diverse talents, and that system makes that inherent status a huge strength.
0: Yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, it really puts a more emphasis on the group and group dynamic mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, we need to be able to do all these things together or we're not going to be able to accomplish it, uh, what we need by ourselves." Um, unlike, on the other hand, On the other hand,: Sometimes
2: you generate I know oh, OK. Now, <laughs> dear audience, I know this sounds ridiculous, but when we did this, like when we did this power link, there were times when I personally generated way too fucking many successes to matter (laughs) it was the system doesn't know how to deal with you generating 28 successes on a roll it just there's nothing there's really nothing to be done like when you generate that much success Mm -hmm. because it's like okay i hurt you twice because we're at the same scale so i create you and I made a okay. You're basically immune to literally everything else that can happen to you because of these. I guess I'm putting a 15 die complication on you. And Which been, that means, the,
1: I mean, that's pretty fuck good. your action.
2: <laughs> well, that means like yeah, either spend your like you're going to take, you're likely going to take a wound. Mm-hmm, like yeah. You're likely going to you know get hurt later by that.
1: Well, and but, and and even even like high end high end aberrants don't have like huge buckets of health levels.
2: No, nope. it's true. Forcing someone to take a wound, which is actually pretty big. Yeah, a, a complication that forces you to take a wound is big. Like it, 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 it it's. But you know,
1: because there's, there's but, nothing. There's no way to get around that. Like a complication that, like a standard complication, it just is what it is. You either buy it off or you take the wound, and nothing really can can mitigate that.
0: Um, in in something we're getting out there, if you're going to run this game, is I definitely recommend to everyone out there. You're going to need some cheat sheets that talk about complications, the various stunts you can do, both in and out of combat. There was conditions we didn't even touch those.
2: Like we, yeah. Like-
1: Oh yeah, we. I, I tried to use those from time to time, uh, and yeah. Uh, one thing I heartily recommend for anyone who is going to be playing Trinity Continuum, and generally any other story path game, uh, is go to Drive RPG in the uh, in the Story Path Nexus. Uh, which is basically the the fan the fan created content. Look for a book called Conditioned Responses. Uh, it's by a man named Sean Creef. We'll definitely have a link to the show notes in the show yep. notes for it, uh, and it is a three dollar PDF that has a lot of conditions and injury conditions. Just they're ready to go. Uh, you know, I I believe I, I talked to this man briefly over the Trinity Discord, and I basically told him I would buy an infinite number of these books. Yep. Uh, because that is like the one thing in like the storyteller screen or any of the other things is they do not have like a really robust list of of entry conditions or just conditions in general. And these are great. Yep. Like this this condition response book, I actually think it's a it's a if you're not inherently good at thinking up of like fiddly little mechanical effects to put on people. This is a must buy and it is worth every single penny of the $3 that it costs.
0: Yeah, dude, dude, do this because it's filling in a gap that they just didn't have the room or the time to fill in. And I wholeheartedly support these types of things because, that would, if I ran this, it would make me more likely to run this because I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll just get this book and okay, you have this condition and it has the mechanics right there. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think of it and I'm even good yep. with mechanics and I and now get tiresome if I had to make it up myself.
1: And it's even more valuable because you can use this book in every other story path game. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there's actually a good chunk of them out there. You've got um, uh, you've got Dystopia Rising. You've got the Trinity Continuum games. You've got all the Scion games. Yep. Uh, you've got the They, um, came, they from came From games. They Came Uh the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't doubt that they're going to be having more coming out uh, yeah. in the Story Path system. Yep. So I absolutely wholeheartedly recommend. He's got a couple other things in the vault, uh, all of which are very cool and interesting. Um, but that one, as far as running the game, is really cool. Like, yeah, he's got he's got a couple things of Babel dossier, which are just uh, basically um, story hooks.
0: Yeah, big uh, because that's one of the well, one of the narrative things you can do is there's mm-hmm. a big Aeon vaults with a whole bunch of either forbidden tech or mm-hmm. old archived information that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. That they're like, oh yeah,
1: you can. These are story hooks that you can just just start off with. Mm, and he has a work. book called Cogs to Chrome, uh, which is cybernetics. It's just yeah. implants. That's- and it, it is a, his work is good. I, I fully endorse his good work. You should buy his things. All of his products are $3. Hire this man. Hire this. <laughs> uh, On its path, hire this dude uh, yep. and get him to crank out more condition books because that's the thing. uh,
0: well i think that's that's part of the that's part of the reason why these these sort of fan fan work clearing house yeah like where they can make some money in the in Mm -hmm. the people and the company can make some money but everyone but any work you put in you can you can get something worth out of it Mm -hmm. because it's a talented computer yeah absolutely this is is
1: absolutely a great place to go to get noticed yeah uh Um, if you've got some some ideas
0: yeah the uh Yeah, so there's also one book that we don't have physically here that was part of the back. uh, um, Oh, the Aeon expansion. Yeah, the Aeon expansion. It wasn't part of the original um, physical copies of the book. Mm -hmm. It is PDF only, which was the Aeon expansion. It's a very cool extra content for the game because Mm -hmm. they add whole new rules for superiors, which are their own bag of interesting uh, more cybernetics and more, uh, organic, like, uh, I think biological cybernetics.
1: Yep. And, and we VARG also, rules. and VARG rules and cyads, which were the naturally occurring scions. Uh, I believe we, uh, there was an episode where we actually talked about that supplement pretty much at, pretty in depth.
0: Yeah. Fairly. Um, I mean, I would like eventually I may I need to read more of it and get yeah, into no, it's, it a little bit. It's
1: more. very good. Uh, it's definitely a great, uh, companion to Aeon. um, Uh, I am, I'm waiting to buy it in physical forms, uh, when I can get it at my friend, friendly, uh, friendly, uh, game store. Are they planning on doing that? Do you know? Uh, Yeah, no, that, I mean, uh, our friend Mike has said that he can order it. It's just an issue of getting it to his store, right? Got it.
0: Cool. Then I'd happily, happily buy it. Um, Mm -hmm. once it physically comes up because I like physical books. It's just, but we have the the PDFs
1: and the PDFs are great.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what else about Aeon anything oh uh, it didn't say anything about Trinity core because that's like the core system but it Mm -hmm. also has something in it for everyone oh the Um, talents yeah talents are cool we talk about talents in here which are the special kind of humans that are really basically it's really hard to tell that they're not entirely human or they're just super lucky they're super lucky they're super fortunate Um, if you basically want to play a Batman Mm -hmm. character you play a talent um and yep. they they scale really well with with science like they work yep. real well with it cuz yeah, sure you can't it. melt people with your brain but you have all of like the skill and ability that they only hope that they could they could ever truly muster
1: mhm yeah no um you playing a, a talent in a scion game totally doable yep totally viable like, um you're the pl- you're the plucky non non superpowered guy that somehow manages to uh uh Go toe to toe with your buddy. did have a We're, talent okay. with us, and I liked him. Yeah, no, Mikey was fun. We actually had a couple talents with you.
0: Yeah, Mikey was one. Uh, Mikey was one, and Skidmark. Uh, Skidmark was Skidmark one. Skidmark was, was,
1: yeah, then uh, the lieutenant was also one. Your, your ah, uh, yes, uh, uh, Linda's character's uh, second command.
0: I'm uh, i I'm, I'm sad that uh, no uh, no we never I never died because mm-hmm. I was going to play hot dog and uh, I was going to make dog. him a talent. Yeah, hot dog, my 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 grizzled old uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: a military chef. Well, I mean, it was it was actually it was pretty hard to hurt you people. Um, Oh yeah, it was pretty hard to hurt you people, and that that sort of trained me up to know what what's a challenge in this system. Yeah. Um, Well, you know,
2: it's 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 one of those things where like I'm great. Like I was near, I'm I was nigh unkillable until I super was. Yeah, that's true. The moment
3: those
1: side points ran out, though. Ooh-hoo. Yeah, and you can't put that special armor back up, and yeah, yeah,
2: constantly like having eight additional health levels. Just yeah,
0: because. my my issue was I I was very hard to hurt. But I couldn't really hurt anyone. Well, you
1: clairsentians are very support. Yes, like they. like. They they are incredibly support and like they're very they're very fiddly. Um, I like them. Like if I were to ever play an Aeon game, please someone run an Aeon game for me. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely play a Crescentient because yeah. I love their powers and I love their lore.
0: Oh, if you um, want to get d- injected directly into plot, oh yeah, play crescentient because that's mm-hmm. what they do. They literally have plot button powers that say, tell me the plot. Please tell me the plot so I can direct the group to the plot. Yep. Um, and I love how they did the actually detailed out quantum kinetics in the book. Oh yeah,
1: quantum kinetics,
0: oh because that was the big secret in first edition. Because mm. they never fully wrote those. They never got out. their rules. Uh, they never they, got their rules. They
1: they only they only ever got the first level, the first dot of their powers. Right, uh, and that was on the player's
0: guide. And I'm super happy that they've reintroduced them, and they were like. People are going to ask for this. Here, let's put it in the main book yep. of Aeon. They Here put are the all the kinetics. and you can play enjoyed can quantic-
2: single dot. Mm-hmm. My single dot of quantum kinetics mm-hmm. was actually very useful.
1: Yeah, oh. and the higher dot levels are ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I'm actually, and I do super appreciate because, as we said earlier, they have the tier system, which is tier one, tier two. North people are tier one. Scions are tier two. Um, then proxy level game is tier three. Aberrants and Novas are inherently tier three characters. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to play the superhero, super Justice League Scion game, mm-hmm. you totally can. It all works. And boy, can you mix and match powers that just get ban- bananas. Just become mm-hmm. banana pants. The Clutch Tension with teleport is ridiculous. Ooh. I'm okay. I am not here anymore. I'm all halfway across the galaxy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool yeah um anything more you guys like to say before no, we I th- head out I,
1: I think we've set it up i i you know i i still give it it's uh it's uh a a uh, a plus uh not, not an a plus i'll give it an a solid a mm, because i'm
0: more mechanically focused than setting focused i'm going to give it a nice b plus same um, there's some clarifications i would really really like um that I feel were a little glaring, but I understand how these things work. But as I could I cannot really knock the setting mm-hmm. as much as Scott has. So I had there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's a really cool setting. Um but just just from a mechanical perspective, I I, I call it a B plus. What about you, Ryan? B, about that? B plus. Yeah.
2: I mean I like it. I think it's neat. Um it's not my favorite, but it's it's got enough interesting like Interesting ideas, widgety ideas, and stuff. That it was, it was a lot of fun. Also, it's you know, I I, I like the powers. I like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like how Aeon did the power sets. I think yeah, they're, the powers are really neat. They're very neat. And I mean, it it's kind of like it has the it has the mage thing where it's like, well, we have to create a power set. There's power sets that can literally influence anything and everything ever. That Mm -hmm. makes sense for our setting. I mean, the only thing they couldn't fuck with is time. And yeah, because, you know, linear.
0: Well, that's actually kind of a that's hinted as a talent thing. Mm -hmm. That's actually what talents do is they muck with probability and time and like literally quantum reality. Those sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. But nope, that's all I got. All right, cool. cool. All right, guys. Everyone, this was super grad. Um, if you are interested, this made you interested, go back uh a buck a month, become a patron, and listen to the entire Aeon game. It was a fun time. Um, but don't worry, we got Star Wars and other things coming up too. So oh, yep,
1: good times. And you're yep. gonna torture us with talismans sometime soon. Oh yeah, we gotta do oh. talisman soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it in like uh, uh let's 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 be as dumb as possible. <laughs>
0: I am a thousand percent behind this. Uh, anyways, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Hark you some dice. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Just wanted to let you all know if you want to email us, you can at polyhedronpodcasts at com.
1: And if you want to get in contact with us via Twitter, you can contact us at polyhedron cast
0: and if you want to contact me i am at bioimportance
1: if you want to get in contact with me directly i'm at diva and i'm a hermit so just email the show please
0: also in additional if you really like the show and you want to support us go to patreon.com polyhedron give us a buck a month you get a lot more content and it will really help us out
3: all right thanks for listening
0: thanks everyone